Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Last Take, a podcast by college students for college students or people that just love sports. We have a good show episode for you today. Charlie Wing joins the pod to preview the Nebraska versus Minnesota game on Thursday, August 31st. Then we will discuss our 10-game pick for the week. Let's get to it. Armstrong looking, holding, throws out a flat pass caught by Amir, trying to avoid the rush. He does. He has a first down, bouncing off tacklers to the 45, Amir to the 40, Amir to the 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Oh, touchdown, Amir Abdullah. Quarterback drop. Armstrong into the secondary. Armstrong's got a step. Touchdown. You are listening to The Last Take. The premier sports show for college students by college students. With hosts Dylan Jurgens and Blake Mace. All right, welcome back to The Last Take. Uh, it's uh, It's been a long day, but you know what we got to hop on? Because uh, we got some big things going on this week. Uh, so we have Charlie Wing on the podcast. Uh, former member, but he's on for a guest. Uh, so just kind of explain what what you've done this past summer and whatever, I guess. Yeah, well, thanks for, for having me on here today. Um, yeah, I'm Charlie, sophomore here at the University of Nebraska. I'm a sports media and communications major. I'm from Seattle, Washington. Uh, and yeah, just uh, really, in general, college football, you know, one of my favorite sports to watch for sure. So excited to be on and talk about. we got a big week ahead here, so... Uh, starts Thursday with got Nebraska Minnesota. Whoa, whoa, whoa. back up a little yeah. bit. We got a big thing Wednesday. Oh well, that we yes. cannot gloss over. Was that? Oh, it's not on there. It wasn't on there. But yeah, all right. But yeah, no. Anyways, uh, just glad to be on. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yep, we had a we had a fun weekend, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We went to the Lincoln Air Show. Had the Blue Angels. I got burnt, as you can see in the Twitter live. You probably see my face. It my. Top my eyebrows, my forehead hurts quite a bit. Yeah, well, I was there. So you went Saturday and Sunday. Yep. I went Sunday, but we were only there because we went around like one or two in the afternoon, yeah. a little bit later. So we weren't there as long on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I didn't get sunburnt really at all. Uh, we were also in the shade for quite a bit. Because uh, we were inside on, an airplane. <laughs> got to go on a C-17 Goldmaster, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, epic. And we were in the cockpit right as the Blue Angels started rolling out. That was really cool. We have some cool photos of that. Yep. Um, just a fun time. I mean... You know, you don't normally get to, at least me, you don't normally get to see the Blue Angels every day. You're kind of lucky because they kind of go around uh, the Seattle area quite a bit. Yeah, just a um, few weeks ago. So, you know, yeah. got to see them again this weekend. That was pretty cool. I, I didn't really know that they were here, but then just saw that you were there, uh, saw it on like their social media. So I was mm-hmm. like, maybe that'd be cool if I could go check that out. But, anyways, yeah, no, it was fun. All yeah. right. Uh, so, kind of my plan for this sec, kind of this segment, but um, this week, big, big. Big day on Wednesday is uh, Nebraska Volleyball Day. Uh, big game going on at Memorial. Um, Nebraska takes on Omaha, and we're set to break the NCAA record for the most uh, people at a women's sporting event. We can might get close to the world record. I don't know if we'll quite get there, but it's going to get close, I would say. So, But, yeah, big, uh, big moment um, in sports history in general. So um, you have any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, Nebraska's always uh, championed women's athletics. We've kind of been at the forefront in a lot of our sports. I mean, volleyball, we've been relevant in volleyball since, you know, ever since the 90s and stuff like that. So it kind of, it's kind of like if our football program kind of stayed relevant, you know, as a comparison. But like we, we champion our women's sports. Um, you know, our women's basketball is good. Women's soccer is, is pretty good and it gets a good crowd going. Um, but I mean, what a way to start the year. You sweep every single game of your first three games, women's volleyball. And uh, now you go it's into... Not, it's no easy task. These are yeah. some decent teams too, so... Yep, and then you go into this. Um, I don't think you'll. they're going to break the world record because I think that there's going to be more ticket sales and there will be people there. I just have a feeling that, you know, it's the middle of the week. It is still a little... It, it's, an, it's an entire event for the state because Husker fans will show out, and I hope a lot of students show out. I really am hoping to see that floor packed. I'm sure. Um, so that's, that's going to be awesome. And it's just, yeah, I... I think we won't get the the world record, but we'll get we'll get close enough. And mm-hmm. especially for college athletics, hopefully no one comes close to it. Iowa, little little bro, Iowa ain't coming close. Sorry. Yeah, they just they just gotta copy us, you know. I mean, they copied our hot dog shoot shooter thing, and smaller then, than ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they have to copy us. They're now hosting a women's basketball game exhibition at Kinnick as well. So, yeah. um, but you know. Excited, big. It's a big week for just Husker athletics in general. I mean, got volleyball day. Volleyball already started this past weekend, and now you have Husker football starting. So there's a straight segue in. Nebraska takes on the Minnesota Golden Gophers on Thursday, August 31st. Kickoff at seven. Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt will be on the call. Very excited. We got the big time announcers for this one. I think might be th- there'll be three games. Most likely they'll be calling for Nebraska this year. I mean, most people probably, if you paid attention to athletics in general, Big Ten with the new media deal with Fox, NBC, and CBS, some of it starts this year, some of it doesn't. Um, CBS really starts next year. Um, and um, so we'll be excited to see this um, big matchup. I mean, Minnesota, PJ Fleck coming in his seventh year at Minnesota. So, uh, big time matchup. So, what's some opening thoughts of this matchup you guys have? Charlie, you can go first. All right, so yeah, excited for this matchup. First year with Matt Rule here, um, Minnesota. They, uh, you know, every, every year I feel like they're a team. Just especially when you go on the road, that I just feel like they're competitive. They kind of stay there. And you know, last year we know what happened uh, when the two faced. Obviously, we're not going to talk about that today. New team. My question really coming into this year is how big of an adjustment and how long is it going to take for Nebraska? to, you know, get to, you know, the place they want to be. I think Matt Roy has even said it, you know, this isn't going to just be like a year one. Uh, Obviously, you know, you want to win as many games as possible, but I think it's going to take a couple of years before uh, Nebraska is where, you know, fans are expecting them to be. And definitely a tough test on the road to start just on a Thursday night at Minnesota. Um, For me, I guess my biggest uh, matchup to watch, I would say, uh, that I've uh, been thinking about is how the Nebraska defensive line is going to stop the Minnesota run uh, run game. I think, you know, Minnesota, they don't have uh, Mo Ibrahim. He, I think, he had a pretty good game when they played each other last year, I think. He, he had over downs. 100. Yeah, over 100-something, yeah. But obviously he's not there anymore, so it's going to be interesting to see how their run game uh, looks this year. Overall, though, uh, yeah, I think that's my biggest positional matchup to watch. I don't know you guys if you guys have some others, but uh, I don't know. Did, did you want a prediction now, or are we going to wait till the Just end? Just wait on that one. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, D-line is something huge, and last year 
my main thing is not getting gassed in the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter. It was crazy how our defense would look strong at so many points early on in games, and then we just get gassed. I, I'm excited because I think our defense uh, can definitely – uh, not slow down and keep the speed up with some of these other teams. And, you know, I think it's going to be a slugfest. And I I don't – I think our offense is going to struggle a little bit in, in the game. And so I, I don't think it will be our own line's fault. I'll just simply think it's because I think we'll get some misconnections early and stuff like that and just maybe we can't run it as well as we thought or, you know, maybe some slow drives. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. But um, – yeah. Aside for the positional, um, I definitely think you got to look at the. I mean, if our wide receivers can break through and our running backs can uh, hit their holes right, um, they'll definitely be huge. But yeah, yeah. Um, just looking over on here, um, last year uh, they had Mariana Story Marin. I think he's in the NFL now, but he did really well for them. But they replaced him pretty. Uh, they already had a player on their roster. Cody Cody Lindenberg is somebody to watch. He's a sophomore linebacker. Of course, senior safety Tyler Newbin for them. Um, you were talking, uh, Charlie, about uh, Mo Ibrahim being gone now. They replaced him with Sean Tyler out of Western Michigan. I think he had one 1,000-yard year uh, with Western Michigan. Uh, don't quote me on that. In fact, yes, he did. Last uh, 2021 and 2022, he had 1,000-yard rushing seasons. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's – I think this year it might be a little different. Their offense might look a little different. You don't have Tanner Morgan anymore. They replaced him with Ethan Calicamanis. Uh, he uh, played against us last year. He's the reason why they won. It felt like injuring Tanner Morgan last year is the reason why we lost, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I think this year it's going to be tough. First game of the year. It's not – I mean, it's a sucky way to start your college uh, return to college football on the road on a Thursday night against a conference a conference foe that the we've had issues divisional with, foe yeah I mean, we've had issues in the past four in a row it's a lot of teams have uh, winning streaks on so us they won the last four or five so I mean it's just that's not okay against an opponent like this I mean the first couple of years we really dominated the series I mean I don't I want to say the first time we lost joining the Big Ten was 2013 so I know we lost in 2014. But yeah, 2013 was the first year we lost. So we lost two straight that those years. We we beat them in 2015, I mm-hmm. think. So I, I just... And 2016. Yeah, I remember 2016 because it was 24-17. But um, yeah, I, this is a team... I have a feeling it's going to struggle, Minnesota. I 2023 is not going to be an easy year for them. It might be one of their suckier years under... P.J. Fleck now coming to, like I said, seventh year. So there's a lot to look at. I say a key position matchup is how the quarterback matchups go on. I want to see how Jeff Sims plays against a – Minnesota always has a decent defense. I mean, last year they, a were top, defense. they were top five in the country last year. And I have a feeling Jeff, if Jeff Sims is what people say, I mean, at least in the past, what Matt Rule have said – I think this should be a very interesting matchup between those two. Another one to watch is how Ethan Calicamanis, he did pretty well against us last year, and how he can use his strong arm against our state, our very, like, I'd say veteran de- uh, defensive uh, defensive backs, but, I mean, corners are probably our most experienced guys, Malcolm Hartzog and uh, Quentin Newsom. So, We'll see how it goes. And I'm also just interested to see how Deshaun Singleton and see how good he actually, people are saying, how he, how good is he. I want to see it 
shown on the field. Hopefully he may, can make a couple good plays because Matt Rule said he's one of the best overall athletes he've ever he's ever coached. So I mean, speed wise and the size, he's like six three two twenty, and he's one of the faster players on the team. So yeah, and then uh, going back, Charlie, to uh, you know the D line stopping the run, they did get a, a running back from a Western Michigan. I just said that. Oh, you did say that, Sean oh, Tyler. Sean yeah. Tyler. Yeah, I was just waiting to say because I got it on. Uh, I just pulled that up, but yeah, that's yeah. that's. You know that's a big transfer um, portal guy, and you know PJ Fleck. I mean, he just he can just he's just been able to get wins. I mean, I've originally, you know, Dylan, we were talking about this. We're like, how good has Minnesota actually been? And they've been they've been pretty good. PJ Fleck. I remember their years were terrible, but I mean, was it 2019? They were ranked in the two. top ten or almost top ten. Yeah, they beat Penn State. So. I remember seven that two in conference. Yeah, and then uh, eleven and two. I mean, that's. That's a very good year. That's a very good year. They did lose to Wisconsin that year though. Right? Um so Yeah, they then, were up they were up there like at one point with only one loss before that Wisconsin game. It was a possible playoff team if they were able to win out. That's nuts. But they haven't really really sh- they haven't got back to that in a no, while. No, they've been uh, COVID kind of messed some stuff up, and but then like two nine and four years. Still pretty good. I mean, my seven and five prediction for them is exactly what I think is is gonna happen. Um and I I think it's I think that leads into us uh, getting our predictions, right? Yeah. So, um, go ahead, uh, Charlie. You can go first. All right. As so, the guest, I do think that Nebraska is going to struggle on Thursday night, their first game of the year on the road. Like we've all said, it's a tough way to start out. I think Minnesota they're going to be able to run the ball effectively, uh, control the tempo as the game goes on. I do think it's going to end up being a pretty close game. I'm going to say Minnesota wins. Uh, I guess if you want a score prediction, I think it'll be lo- more low scoring. Just kind of like Blake was saying, Nebraska uh, with Jeff Sims and the receivers might take a little bit for that chemistry and things to you know get going. So I'm going to take Minnesota on this one. I'll say 24 to 20 is the final. All right, Blake. Oh man, I I hate to say it. You know, drinking the Kool Aid or Roulade uh, all off season, um, but I. As a Husker fan, especially last year, you know, freshman year, being able to enjoy the games with a whole bunch of our, our friends, you know, and stuff like that, and wanting the Huskers to do so well, and it just flies flat in our face, and, you know... We really don't need to talk about that. We don't that. need to talk about that. We don't, I don't want to ha- I don't want to catch my depression. Yeah. I, my depression catches back up with me. But I'm going to be depressed for a little more second, because I think we'll lose, um, and I think it's going to be uh, 21-13. I think our offense is going to struggle a little bit, um, or quite a bit. I... I I think that we might have like kind of like last year we had the one flash flashy drive always early in the game we'd have the flashy drive we're like oh we're connecting passes we're having good runs and next thing you know we score I think that's what will happen um, and I just think Minnesota is going to pull it because I think their offense is just going to be able to connect better um, not saying our defense is is it's bad on our defense but I just think it's going to be probably our offense that kind of loses us the game so yeah uh, 21 uh, 13 and uh, we got a comment here. Uh, 27 20 Huskers. I like that. Who said that? Um, it's the Husker Husker Army Pod. Hey! Uh, yeah. Um, they say 27 20 Huskers. And hey, if I'm wrong, what's the matter? Huskers win, baby. GBR. So, yeah. All Husker right, Army going to be really happy with me here. I'm going to take the Huskers. I, I have a feeling. I've been sitting on this every week. I feel like this offseason, I started with Nebraska losing. Because there's a lot, like you guys said, it's Thursday night, first game, Matt Rule being back. I mean, there's going to be some miscues probably. I mean, there could be a lot of things. But Minnesota's going through their own changes. And I feel like in some ways some of their offensive changes is much more than ours. I mean, we have a new quarterback, of course. 
But Ethan Calacamanis has limited starts. I mean, he had a couple last year. Again, he did play against us, but that was a whole other defense. Three, I'm not saying three, the three three five defense is going to be perfect week one. It's not. But I have a feeling if it's all it, we get it going, I think it could confuse Minnesota, the, the constant movement and all that. I have a feeling Nebraska can get on top. It's going to be very, very close. It's going to be close all game. I don't think we're going to be on our toes the entire game. I have I have the Huskers winning 24-21. So GBR, baby. Yeah. Oh, and we got another comment. <laughs> Husker Army Pod said, time to humble that Professor X imposter. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, PJ Fleck, I, I don't like him either. Um, if anything proved in the offseason that he's not necessarily the greatest guy. So um, PJ Fleck is a threads guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that is our Nebraska versus Minnesota preview segment. Um, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to hop into our week one pick em. Welcome back to the last take. So we're gonna get right into our week one pick 'em. Uh, so I I uh, made this clear last week. So we're gonna do the same thing as we did last year. We're gonna keep track of everybody's picks. Um, if you're only on for a week, uh, we'll just keep that record. And if it's one of the best records, we'll highlight it every week or whatever. Kind of like game day does a little bit. But um, yeah, the get the guest picker. Yep. That, yeah. That, so that essentially, week. it's just kind of the same way, but it's only three people instead of five. So. Yes, so week one pick them. First game of the year we are picking is a Thursday night game. Florida goes on the road to take on the number 14 Utah Utes. Interesting thing, uh, Cam Rising might not be playing. Oh, really? Yes. What, what's, yeah. what's the... That was talked about today. He Their coach didn't really say anything about it. Yeah, he had that knee injury in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. Still, mm-hmm. He's still coming back from that, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be interesting. That is that not is. able to go, but I don't know. Florida doesn't have Anthony Richardson, so yeah. go yes. ahead, Blake. I'm gonna pick Utah, um, and I still think it leads to Florida having a pretty good year. I know last episode on uh, our podcast we went through um, the SEC, Big Twelve, um, Big Ten, all the all the predictions there in Pac-12, and you know the Cam Rising thing that that's huge. I mean, he Cam Rising helped them in a lot of games and single-handedly won them some games last year. And I still I'm high in Utah. I just think that they're overall a good team. Um, and I don't really see Florida making any improvement from last year. I again, it's hard because I didn't really listen and and see if they picked up anybody from the transfer portal. But I know that they lost some people, obviously, because we have a few of their players here at Nebraska. But um. Yeah, my pick is Utah. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing. Regardless of kind of like you said, regardless of not having Cam Rising, I just have a feeling it's at home, first game of the season. I know not very high in Florida. They lost Anthony Richardson, and they kind of lost a couple players. So I think Utah should win, but it will be close. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Utah as well. I think that. Graham Mertz, a lot of people say he's overhated and he's actually underrated. I disagree. I don't think Graham Mertz is a good quarterback at all. And I think, especially when you look at Utah's defense, 
I think really this is going to be – when you look at the defense for Utah, it's a really good defense with Kyle Whittingham, uh, good coach there. And even looking at the offense, I think both their offensive line and run game are going to help out what you know, whoever is playing quarterback. I think they're just going to run the ball, and they're going to be pretty effective doing that. So I'm going to go with Utah, and I think also it's going to be uh, in the back of their minds. I think they'll be thinking about that loss – on the road in the swamp last year to start the year, that was a game that it's like a due to a freak play by yeah, Anthony Richardson. They were, and then, yeah, they just they really I think left that thinking they should have won that. That'll be in the back of their minds, I'm sure. But I'm going to take Utah to get revenge and win it this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> used to other people. Um, all right, so number the next game is number seventeen TCU hosts the Colorado Buffaloes, who had an heck a heck of an offseason of just constant being in the headlines with Deion Sanders now being a head coach there. Uh, Blake. Oh, I'm sick of seeing the the promos for Deion Sanders because it's kind of funny. You know, see it for another two weeks too. Because yeah, because another one. they had their home game, Um, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of funny. When you think about these two teams, right? You'd think mm-hmm. that the team they're promoting was just in the national championship game last year, right? No, yep. it's not. They're not promoting TCU, which makes sense a little bit. But, like, it's – seeing – I was watching the NASCAR truck race, and literally I could not get away from Deion Sanders popping up on his little – his fake buffalo right in the Wasn't fake – Wasn't the Xfinity race? No, I was watching the truck race with uh, Charlie. Oh, never mind. Yeah, on Fox, and couldn't get away from it. We were watching SmackDown, and it was all over oh, SmackDown. Yeah, I'm sick of it, and hopefully this shuts him, shuts him up a little bit. Um – because TCU, they won at 38-13 last year. Definitely going to be a similar score. Um, I Actually, that 38-13 could almost be a perfect score. I maybe would turn that 38-14. I think that Colorado, early on in the game, might get like a flashy touchdown or two, and then it'll just completely fall away from there. But yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with TCU in this one. Obviously, they're not going to be as good as they were last year going to the national championship. They just kept proving people wrong week after week last year, including myself. I didn't think that they were going to... I guess they didn't win the Big 12, but they, you know, just kept winning. Remember the game against Baylor and all that. Definitely didn't think they'd beat Michigan. They won that. So, but yeah, no, definitely don't see them having that type of year. I'm not sure they're even going to finish the season um, in the top 25, really. Just when you look at other teams in the Big 12, I just like quite a few teams in there more. That said, I think they're going to win. I think Colorado also, as you got, as we've already kind of mentioned, they're pretty overhyped going into this year, I think. They've got the transfers going in there, but I just I'm not as high on Colorado as I guess there are especially here at Nebraska, not not a lot of people that are too high on them, but I think TCU wins this game pretty easily. Uh so I'll say they win by probably two touchdowns at least. Yeah. Um the spread sitting on this one is twenty and a half. TCU. So yeah, uh, I am taking TCU as well. I'm not very high in Colorado. I think most of you probably know I yeah. dislike Colorado with a passion, um, especially Dion now. But I I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado does something in the beginning of the game, like they maybe are leading at one point, maybe like 14 to seven or something like that. But then I feel like TCU will just kind of get their act together and just blow them, blow mm. them out. I, I'm feeling about I I don't know if Colorado will cover, but it's going to be about probably around a 17 to 20 point victory for TCU. So moving on, this is ones I 
move this into the pick'em. Purdue versus Fresno State, they host them at home. This one's kind of interesting. Um, Charlie, go ahead. So Fresno State lost Jake Hayner, their quarterback, went to the NFL. Uh, but I think that this year, a lot of hope, pretty high hope still for the offense, it sounds like, over there with the run game especially. Um, and I do think Purdue, Purdue coming in, definitely a tough challenge to start the year. That one, it is in, in Fresno. I think it might actually— it's at West Lafayette. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I wrote it wrong. Oh, wait, no, those are all okay. Well, yeah, no. I, either way, I was definitely going to go with Purdue. Uh, I just think that Purdue Big Ten team, they're going to, uh, I think, just go in or you know at home. I think that Fresno is going to struggle now that I know that one's on the road, and maybe with the new, they got a new quarterback in there. I, I forget who it is, but. Uh, you know, it's going to take take some time, I think. They'll be a contender in the Mountain West, I think, for sure. They won the conference last year, so definitely expect them to be competitive again, but I think Purdue is going to win this one. Uh, I'll say they win by probably two touchdowns as well. Yeah, you know, I just looked up on Winsipedia. You know, us Husker fans, we got to use Winsipedia, right? Um, but they have no previous matchups. They've mm-hmm. never played each other, so that's that's fantastic, for, I think, for, for college football fans to get a matchup they've never seen before. And, you know, it's a pretty interesting dynamic. I mean, you got Purdue, uh, new head coach there. And I honestly think Purdue's going to have a, uh, an abysmal year. A down year, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I think they're going at, at least 4-8. and eight. Um, and But I do think they'll get this win, though. Um, and that's because, you know, it's hard for me. You know, it's not like Charlie who actually appreciates and understands how, how good the Mountain West can be, especially like your top two teams or your top team. It's hard for me to like kind of like um, always like just look at a team like, oh, I mean, you got San Diego State, whatever like that. When some of these teams might actually be pretty good or whatever, you know, I mean, they went 10 and four last year. That's that's a pretty damn good record. But I I don't know. I just think that going on the side of Big Ten and I think Purdue gets it. Um, yeah, by at least a touchdown or, or maybe two. Yeah, like you said, it's Ryan Walters' uh, first game as the head coach at Purdue. As many of you guys probably do know, or or you just been living under a rock, Ryan Walters is the former defensive coordinator at Illinois. That same Illinois team had the number one scoring defense in the country last year. But with Purdue losing Aiden O'Connell, um, what's his name? They lost their tight end, too. Uh Jones. Jones, yeah. Not not the tight end. He was the wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. I was just, Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Yeah, so they lost Charlie Jones. They lost Aiden O'Connell. They lost their tight end. It's going to be tough for them, but they still have Devin Mockaby. And I just, I'm going to, I'm just going to, like you said, I'm kind of lean towards the Big Ten side of this. Um, I think they win by a touchdown. So, yeah, give me the Purdue Boilmakers. So, the next game, this one's always an interesting game. Oh, I love it. From Iowa, and I know our good friends Anthony uh, Guma and uh, Caleb Gilchrist have some stories with this one. But Northern Iowa out of the FCS takes on Iowa State. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah, I love this matchup. My brother went to you and I. I I I will appreciate you and I until the day I die. I feel like it's a very underrated. Should be interesting for you when they come here next year. Oh my God, I'm 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 gonna love it. My brother, it's gonna be tough for him. You know, he he always wanted to go to Nebraska, but he ended up going to you and I. Um, and so it's gonna be a tough matchup for him. But I I 
I I'm down on Iowa State, and so this kind of plays into it. Um, and I think that uh, I think that you and I will win. I think it's gonna be a very close game. I think it's gonna be low scoring. Kind of always like a, close. I think it's gonna be low scoring, kind of like it has been. Um, you and I has five wins and only sixteen losses against them. I mean, I mean that's considerable when you can compare the difference. One's, one's the FCS, one's Power Five FBS. Yeah, N- not like Iowa State's been any good ever in history, but like except I mean, their best year in history was nine and three, nine yeah. and four when they went when they had that. So, but I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. Definitely one of my ones that I'm gonna watch for tonight. I have you and I pulling it out. Uh, I'm gonna go with Iowa State. Yeah, just looking here though, it looks like Northern Iowa definitely gives uh, gives them some problems. I think that when I look at when I'm thinking about this matchup, what's in the back of my mind is when I think it was Louisiana Lafayette uh, or somebody Louisiana when they were it was Iowa State. I'm pretty sure. When yeah, they were like top ten at the beginning of the they, year. They just I remember they lost at home to them. Uh, but wait, are they? They're not even. They're not FCS, are they? For some reason, Louisiana. No, no. See, uh, for some they're reason, the, I was thinking that was like a really belt. bad loss. Yeah, it's still not a good loss. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Iowa State in this one. I think it is gonna probably be a pretty close game. I don't know. I haven't really been following. They've had quite a few players that got in trouble, right, for gambling and all. Uh, their that. starting quarterback last year, Hunter Deckers, got okay. in trouble. So, but so I, like I any forgot the starter. Yeah, they won't be playing, but yeah. I don't know how much – I don't know too much with Iowa State, okay. how that really affects them as much because, to be honest, I don't really pay attention to Iowa State, but um, it's just affected the entire state. So Yeah, I think – I definitely don't think Iowa State's going to be a great team this year, but I think they'll win this one to start the year, so Iowa State. I agree with you. I'm going to take Iowa State. Um this game's always close. Um, they don't even have a spread for this one, um, so I, uh, at least on ESPN. So it's going to be close. I think it'll be within a touchdown. So, uh, but I'll take the Cyclones in this one just based upon. I do think um, Iowa State will won't be great this year. Probably one of the bottom teams of the Big Twelve. But I do. I will, I will take the Cyclones to win this one. So moving on, Boise State out of the Mountain West goes on the road. They take on one of the most hyped-up teams over the offseason, number 10 Washington, who might be a playoff contender this year. I will start with you, Charlie, as you are from Washington and a subtle fan of the Washington Huskies. So, yeah, I honestly think it's gotten to the point where I've got to say Washington is a little bit overrated, I think, going into the year because everybody is saying, you know, and I I picked them to win the Pac-12. I think that they're going to be really good. But one loss, like remember last year, they lost to Arizona State. Season's over. I mean, there are you know playoff hopes or whatever they had after the really good start to the year. And now everyone is really high on Washington. And I think they're going to be good. And I think they're going to beat Boise State to start the year. I think it'll be a pretty easy win. But I mean, don't overlook Boise State ever. They're always they can cause teams problems. I think Washington will win this fairly easily. But I do have to say, I think we've got to pump the brakes just a little bit. Yes, they are definitely a candidate, you know, potential playoff potential team, but they've got some tough games when you look at the schedule. You know, they can maybe afford a loss if they could come back and win the Pac-12, but it's going to be tough. Uh, but they yeah. have the, the top three teams. They have to. I think they face Utah too, so they have to play all of them. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's going to be a tough tough year for them. Can't really afford 
can't lose those games like to Arizona State. I feel like we've seen that with other Pac-12 teams too. You know, Oregon, when they're in the hunt and they lose to Arizona State, they go on the road and lose. Those like Pac-12 after dark games, teams will lose just to some, you know, I guess now we got the Pac-12 that's it's not even going to – The Pac-4? Yeah, Pac-West, Pac-4, whatever you want to <laughs> call it West. right now. The Connect-4, as the Anthony calls Connect it. Connect-4, yeah. Yeah, he was saying that. But, uh, but yeah, no, Washington in this one uh, for me. Yeah, so the last time they played was in 2019, which is a few years ago now. Um, but Washington beat them 38-17. And, you know, Charlie, I that was a very real point for Washington. I have them finishing third with a good record of 10-2. and two, um, Just because I'm high on Oregon and myself and uh, USC, and I feel like that's going to be two of the games that they, they lose. Come to the end, you're actually having losing to Utah. But, um, yeah, I... I don't think this. I don't think this is a trap game. I, I don't think it's a trap game at all. I think they'll go in there and uh, kind of do business, but they do need to watch out the rest of the year um, and not fall to the hype. Um, I they could easily are one. You know, like again, you're saying Arizona State and stuff like that in Arizona. I mean, those are just the teams that you know are terrible normally, but you they they still somehow lose them. You know that that just happens. Teams beat up on each other. Um, and kind of take them out of contention, but yeah, I have uh, Washington. Yeah, just just quickly, kind of to clarify, I think, like I said, I'm picking them to win the Pac-12. Still, I've I've seen a lot of people pick Washington to make the playoff, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm saying is I'm not really sure I'm going to go that far yet. Yeah, I do think that they are a really good team, though. And yeah, ten and two, I guess is what you had them going. I think mm-hmm. that's a, re- you know, solid. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good prediction. Um, yeah, so I got Washington as well. Uh, Big part being it's in Seattle. That's one of the toughest places to one of the tougher places to play in the country. One of the loudest stadiums in the country. Boise State. It's gonna it's gonna be tough for them to go in there and win. Um, I feel like Washington should play pretty well. Um, Michael Penix starts his possible Heisman campaign in this game. So um, yeah. So give me Washington. The spread sitting at fourteen and a half. I will take Washington to not cover. It's going to be like around like I think probably just fourteen points. So because it's, it's give or take about fourteen to seventeen points. I think Washington should win by. So um, yeah. So moving on, this is uh, ESPN's game of the week, or at least this is where game day is going. Number twenty one, North Carolina is taking on South Carolina and Charlotte at the um, the uh, the Carolina Panther Stadium. So Bank of America. So yeah, go ahead, Blake. Who's your pick? Yeah, so this is kind of the interesting dynamic I had for South Carolina this year because I'm high on them. I'm going eight and four, but I think that they'll lose this first game, North Carolina, because I think North Carolina will be pretty solid. But I do think they'll uh, South Carolina will beat Clemson later in the year. Um, so yeah. it's kind of a I, I see the North Carolina and Clemson games, you know, as your obviously your border rivalries or in-state rivalries, and I think that it's going to be one of those things where they go 50-50 on it, you know, maybe maybe they beat North Carolina but they lose to Clemson later. Um at least for me, I think that the they're going to have a little bit of a shock at the beginning of the year. Um uh South Carolina beat them 38-21 in 20 in 2021. Um and then North Carolina beat them in 2019. So it's a game that can flip back and forth. Um definitely going to be an interesting game to watch. I'm excited for it. Um but I got North Carolina as much as I hate to say it, but so, yeah, I'm going to go with North Carolina as well in this one. I think you've got two great quarterbacks here. I think that there's going to be a lot of points put up in this game, back and forth. Seems like North On Car- that, the over-under 64.5. I'm taking the over on that one. I think, yeah, 
honestly, I just think Drake May uh, is going to make enough plays in this game to get North Carolina to, uh, to win this game. I think it's going to be a great game. Got college game day, as you said. It's a good start to the year. Tough, tough matchup for both teams, but I like North Carolina in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take North Carolina as well. Um, I've been kind of 50-50 on this game because I feel like it could go either way. Like you guys said, it should be pretty high scoring, I would, I would believe. Drake May, he's going to start his um, top five in the NFL draft campaign, maybe Heisman in this game. I feel like it's going to be a very good game from both sides. Um, defenses might not be existent in this one. So yeah, uh, but I'll I'll take the Tar Heels just b- based on I I like uh, I think Drake May is a little better than Spencer Rattler, even though Rattler has had more experience. I mean, Drake May is only a sophomore now, so I don't know. I, I'll just I'll just take the the North Carolina uh, North Carolina Tar Heels in this one. So, all right, this is a weird one, but it's interesting. Texas Tech. Who's been pretty hyped up over the offseason? I mean, they're a dark horse to win the uh, the Big Twelve this year. Goes on the road to Laramie, Wyoming, to take on the Wyoming Cowboys and the highest elevated or elevation in a stadium in college football. Uh, I will uh, have you go first, Charlie. Yeah. So for those that are listening that haven't listened to this in the past, Wyoming is actually my team, which you might think is pretty funny. They're in the Mountain West. I don't really have. If I had to, you know, pick a Power Five team, it would probably be Washington. I'm from Seattle, but yeah, both my parents went to Wyoming, and I just grew up a fan, so that's my team. Uh, and of course, as a Wyoming fan, I have to. In every game where you know a lot of people are going to say they're not going to win the game, you know they're not favored in this one. Texas Tech, I think, is going to be a really good team. I think they're a dark horse in the Big Twelve. Uh, that uh, quarterback Tyler Show, he I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Their defense, they were uh, they had a really good defense, I thought, or pretty good defense last year. They had that Tyree Wilson, uh, the edge, went to the Falcons this year, got drafted like eighth or something. Uh, so they've got a solid defense. I think it'll be a really good defense again this year. I'm going to go with Texas Tech in this game. I think they'll win win it by uh, probably two touchdowns. Don't And as a Wyoming fan, like I said, I've got to look for one thing in this that could give me hope. And for, for me, that's the fact that the Texas Tech quarterback, he transferred from Oregon, um, and they play Oregon the following week at home. So if you're a Wyoming fan, you know, looking for that, I assume we don't have any Wyoming fans listening on here. but <laughs> we, uh, we do now. Yeah, but I think it's just if, if you want to look at anything maybe to give you some hope for this, it's that Texas Tech maybe looks past Wyoming. They're focusing everything on Oregon the following week, big game at home. So maybe, you know. Maybe Wyoming surprises some people, but that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Texas Tech in this one. It is only Monday, but ESPN's Game Time Weather by AccuWeather says it's gonna be a rainy game, possibly. So it could be some interesting weather going on. In Dynamics Miami. there, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll go next. I'm gonna take Texas Tech in this one, uh, probably by two or maybe even three scores. It's it should be interesting. I don't think Tech. I mean, like you said, uh, Charlie, they could be overlooking this game. You can't. I know Wyoming. I mean, they were what seven and five last year, finished seven and six, losing in the Barstool Arizona Bowl. But can't overlook this game. Um, the The Wyoming Cowboys are a good coach team by Craig Bull, former Husker. Um, yeah, so he played for us and was a GA and a offensive coordinator here as well. Um, 
So I you can't overlook this game, but I feel like Texas Tech should take care of business, uh, business as usual. So yeah, give me the Red Raiders. All right, so Winsipedia has been helping me lately, you know, with with the research aspect, but this one doesn't. The last matchup was ninety one and ninety two. And last time they played each other, and, and Wyoming won in ninety one, and Texas Tech won in ninety two. So that obviously does has nothing to do with now. Um, but yeah, I, I, after watching the Ohio Wyoming in the in the Barstool Bowl last year, I was kind of like, you know what, this Wyoming team, man, they're they're they look like they can get after it. But I'm sorry, but I just I don't think they're gonna beat Texas Tech. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty high on Texas Tech too. Um, yeah, it's a, I, it could be a close game, um, but yeah, in the end, I think Texas Tech will win by a, a, a touchdown. All right, moving on. This one's kind of interesting. Coastal Carolina, they have a new head coach. I believe it's Tim Beck from NC State. He was also a former coordinator at Texas and former coordinator at Nebraska. Where did the old uh, Coastal coach? Go? I don't remember. I think I don't remember where he went. Because I remember he was... He the, left. Yeah. I just remember that. He was a candidate. Um, get hired by some other teams. Could you look that up? I forgot his name. It was um, Chadwell, right? Yeah. Jamie Chadwell or something like that. But, um, yeah, they still have Grayson McCall as quarterback at Coastal Carolina. Liberty. He went to Liberty? Yep. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Hugh Freeze left. But um, Coastal goes on the road into the Rose Bowl. We've talked about not really that hostile of environment, but this one's a 930 kickoff at least our time here in the Midwest, they take, like I said, they take on UCLA Bruins. Um, this one's kind of interesting. Um, Blake, how you? Uh, how about you make your pick first? Well, we heard it uh, last week. Uh, I think that they, I think Coastal Carolina beats UCLA, and that's kind of like a shocker one. Um, I'm not saying UCLA is going to have a bad year because I think they'll figure out to be pretty decent. Um, but, yeah, I all these matchups, you know, it's kind of easy to go for the easy pick. I mean, you and I, you could easily say Iowa State is going to win that game. And that's and I pick you and I, just a little bit of favoritism, but I honestly think they have a chance. And I, and I want to say here, I I'll give the nod to Coastal Carolina simply because I, it's going to be a great storyline. And there's some games that teams overlook, and um, every team, a lot of teams at least try to have an easy game for their first game, and that's not going to be the same for uh, UCLA. So I, I got Coastal Carolina winning. Yeah, I just realized I haven't really picked any upsets either. But uh, I'll go with UCLA in this. I think that this, <laughs> if, if I could do it all over again, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with UCLA. I think that, yeah, like you said, are we going to have – what's that crowd going to look like, I wonder, at the Rose Bowl? I remember that <laughs> game early in the year against, like, South Alabama or something like that. Uh, wasn't a lot of fans there. Coastal, the new head coach, I assume there's it's going to take, the, take them some time to – get things going there UCLA coming off a pretty good year last year so I like the Bruins in this one yeah um I've been kind of 50-50 on this game this entire time as well I will take UCLA but Coastal will cover the 14 and a half point spread that UCLA is favored by uh the kind of interesting thing with UCLA is they don't have DTR anymore he moved on to the NFL they, I think, I don't know if Dante Moore has been announced as starter, but a true freshman five-star quarterback that committed there last from this past class, he is a very good quarterback. There also could be some issues with that. I mean, just getting used to the college game. But I will just take UCLA. I think they should win. 
Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game. But uh, just give me uh, the Bruins in this one. So uh, moving on to the second-to-last game, Monday night, Labor Day game, number nine, Clemson takes on Duke. I think this is at Duke, if I'm not mistaken. So it is It is a home game for Duke in this one. Should be very interesting. Um, how about you go first, Charlie? So, yeah, I think Clemson is going to win this game. I think Clemson's going to have a pretty good year. They uh, forget – uh, I guess they did. They lost their uh, last game of the year. Lost to. Did they lose to South Carolina? Yeah, they got destroyed. Yeah, and then got blown out by they Tennessee. Got blown out by Tennessee. I think they'll have a a bounce, little bit of a bounce back. I guess if you could call that for Clemson team with they obviously have very high expectations going into every season. I think they'll start off with a win at Duke. They'll win this game easily. Yeah, I think Clemson is going to do pretty well, like you said, um, and I think they'll win against Duke. I think Duke will have a pretty decent year. They're kind of. Duke reminds me a lot of like Kansas, where like they were terrible, but like now they're a little bit more competitive. Not saying they're a good team, but like they'll at least put up some threat against Clemson. Um, but I think Clemson gets the nod for the first game of the year. I'm kind of been fifty fifty on this game as well. I, uh, you know what? Screw it. I haven't picked an upset yet. Give me Duke. Riley Leonard, one of the better quarterbacks in the country, is still at. Um, Duke, so um, he was a preseason All-ACC selection by Phil Steele. Um, I think he's a very good quarterback, and I have a feeling it's at home, first game of the season. This is a game that you kind of want to have. This is when you want to play Clemson at the beginning of the year, um, especially if they're pretty good this year. And just some concerns with uh, Cade uh, Klubnik and just I don't know if Clemson will be good this year. I think they should be better than they were last year, a little more competitive. Maybe just don't lose some of the games they lost last year. But I'm going to take Duke as just I just I as my upset pick of the week. Um, I just like Duke, and give me, give me the Blue Devils in this one. So moving on to the last but not least game. This is probably my favorite game of the week, the, maybe the year, at least at this point. Number five, LSU, takes on number eight, Florida State, on a Sunday night. Um, yeah, uh, go ahead, Charlie. Make your pick in this one. I think that last year when these two teams played in the Superdome, that was, in my opinion, the most underrated game of last year's college football season. Just a great ending. LSU went 99 yards down the field, scored a touchdown, and then had the extra point blocked to uh, Florida State. Uh, won that game 24-23, and I think that's definitely going to be on a lot of the LSU players' minds going into this one in Orlando this time. I think that there's gonna, you know a lot of NFL players on both these teams. Both teams, I think, are going to be good this year. Florida State, they're another team. LSU is too, but Florida State, uh, playoff dark horse for some people. In the ACC, if they can win that conference, go undefeated, they're in a good spot. But this is a tough start to the year, and I think LSU is going to come out and be ready in this one. I'm going to go with LSU in a close game here. Uh, I'll say that they win by three, but it's going to be a it's going to be a good game. I think just like it was last year, maybe not quite quite as uh, exciting of an ending, but I think LSU will will pull it out. I'm a, I'm a differ here, um, Dylan. This was uh, number five on your uh, top ten games of the year. 
and of, of this coming year. And I'm now that I'm thinking more about it, I'm like, I predicted Florida State would be pretty well. Hell, I had him going undefeated at one point, and I think I still might have him. It depends on what I said last episode. Um, but you had them winning. We didn't talk about ACC last year. Yeah, but we, you had them making the playoffs. Yeah, I had them making the playoffs when we were doing it that one night when we were just messing around. Um, and I still think LSU will finish great. I think they'll finish 10-2, but they're going to lose this game to Florida State, and I think it's going to be huge for Florida State, and it's going to set the tone for the rest of the year for Florida State. All right. All right. Like you said, my number five game of the year, right away, week one, LSU and Florida State do get out in Orlando, Florida at Camping World Stadium. LSU is favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 58. I'm going to take Florida State. I feel a little more confident with Florida State. There's still, I still think LSU is a bit overrated for how highly ranked they are already yeah. at number five. I mean, they were good. Yes, they won the SEC West last year, but and they beat Alabama. I do think LSU is going to be good this year. But I'm still thinking they're a little overrated to start the season. I'm not saying it's not like a, I'm not putting down on them, but like I still think Florida State. I I feel like they have a lot to prove in this game, and I'm I'm gonna take the Seminoles. I I have more trust in Jordan Travis in this game, and I'm still a little concerned. Uh, one of their best players for LSU is suspended. I think it's Mason Reddick. He is suspended for this game. He's one of the better players on the LSU defense. Um. That's not gonna make. It's gonna make a big. It's gonna make a difference, but not that big of a difference where it decides the game. But I'm just gonna take Florida State just based upon I, I trust Jordan Travis a little more than I do with uh, Daniels for LSU. So yeah, give me the Seminoles. So all right, that was our pick'em. Um, so we're gonna close it out here. Um, shout out to our social medias, uh, the twi- our Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the last take twenty two TLT is capitalized and instagram is the last take pod all lowercase um if you guys i don't know if most of you do know but my so oh wait wait, we're also on facebook now yes i forgot about that facebook uh it's just the last take on facebook um i am moving my husker central account to the last take pod account on instagram um any last remaining thoughts or any shout outs you guys have Nope. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Charlie, for coming on. It was a fantastic time, and well, yeah, they, and we we'll want you to come back on uh, later in the year too, or however knows. We don't. I guess we. It's sort of a week to week thing about who we plan our guests, but yeah, thank you coming on, Charlie. It was it was it was awesome. Well, I appreciate it. I, thanks for having me on. Uh, always, always, you know, I'll go on any podcast really as a guest. Uh, always enjoy talking about college football, so appreciate it. And then um, I know we're me and Charlie are in unlimited, but uh, so we'll shout out your articles if. If they're whenever they're published on Twitter or whatever, so we'll shout it out. But yeah, so this is, has been the last take. Um, thanks to Charlie for coming on. Uh, me and Blake are your weekly guys. So, um, but yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, and um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, check us uh, check us out next week. Uh, yeah, go Big Red. Throw them bones.